welcome to Get Divorced Without Getting Screwed, a podcast for men who are thinking about divorce in the middle of one now or are recovering from this horrible process. You will get advice from experts and hear inspirational stories of men just like you who have survived divorce. Now, let's get to work. My name is John Nodlinger. I'm a recovering divorce attorney and the founder of Divorce Shield, a company exclusively devoted to helping men get through the divorce process. You can find out more about us and join our men's support group for free at mensdivorcenetwork.com. Today we're going to talk about how you find an attorney, what you need to be looking for, what are the warning signs you need to be on the lookout for, and what your first steps should be. Now, hiring an attorney is a very personal decision. It's something that you should take very seriously. You shouldn't just find, you know, the attorney that's down the corner that, you know, says Esquire after their name and you just go hire them. You need to be a little bit more diligent about searching and finding the right person. So let's first start with when do you hire an attorney? Whenever divorce rears its head, one of the things that a lot of people feel the urge to do is to run off and hire an attorney. And while there's not anything technically wrong with doing that, it is not what you should be doing. Number one, attorneys are going to charge you a retainer of some kind, usually somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,000. And they're going to then take your case and do it the way they do other cases, meaning go into the court system and see what they can do in terms of finding a resolution. But that's really not the best use of your money or your time. So whenever divorce first starts, your first step really should just be to have a consultation with an attorney. And I don't mean some free consultation where you get on the phone with somebody for 15, 20 minutes. Go and pay an attorney for an hour or two hours of their time and find out what you're looking at. Find out your best case scenario, your worst case scenario, learn it all so that you understand what you're looking at. Then, as I've said on many other podcasts, you need to try to convince your spouse to go into mediation. And again, mediation doesn't require you and your spouse to be in agreement on anything other than you both don't want to spend all your money fighting and you want to get this done as quickly and fairly as possible. That's all it takes. You don't have to be in agreement on everything. So. When do you hire an attorney? You don't hire an attorney unless your efforts to resolve things fail. So you go to mediation, it doesn't work. You talk to your spouse directly, it doesn't work, things get worse. Or if something, if an emergency happens, for example, if your spouse is withholding the children from you, that would be you know a significant issue that you might need to address in court. But absent any of those things, you really should not be hiring an attorney to represent you in the divorce unless that's your last option. Now, there are attorneys out there who will do something called a consulting retainer. 
that's something you might consider. A consulting retainer is maybe where they charge you less than they normally would, where at least you're, that attorney's there and available to answer questions that you might have as you're going through the settlement process. But in terms of hiring them to actually represent you, wait until that's your last option. Because once you take that rabbit out of the hat, you can't put it back in. And I found that once both parties have attorneys, um, sometimes it does resolve quicker, but more often than not, it takes a little bit longer. And I say that as a recovering divorce attorney who's been doing this for almost 20 years. It just, that's how it happens. So we went over the, when do you hire an attorney? So let's talk about where the attorney should be. Now, most of you, your counties have your courts. So, you know, your county seat usually has a county courthouse. And that more often than not is where you're gonna get divorced, no matter where you live. You really don't need somebody who is actually in that county necessarily. Every state's a little bit different, but usually you just need to get someone who regularly goes to that county. So it might be somebody that goes to that county you know, twice a month or three times a month, but you want somebody who's at least familiar with the county. So don't think you have to hire someone in the county, but at least somebody that's familiar with that county, familiar with the judges, familiar with the court staff, familiar with the other attorneys in the area. All of those things are gonna be very important, um, even almost more so sometimes than the abilities of the attorney themselves. So much of what we do when we go into the court system is based on you know, how well you know everybody and how well you know what judges want to hear and what they don't want to hear. You, know, you can be as brilliant as you wanna be, but if you're not giving the right information to the person's making a decision, you know, it's kind of wasted. So the where is you're gonna be looking at somebody that regularly goes to that county. And those are simple questions you can ask. How many cases a month do you handle in this county? How many cases currently do you have in this county? How often have you been going to this county over the past five, 10, 15 years? Ask those questions. And if that person's like, well, I go there every once in a while, you know, like once or twice a year, probably not the best person for you because familiarity with the county and with the, the people there is something that is underrated, but very important for you to consider. Now let's talk about the, who do I hire? This is something that is difficult for most people to grasp because of the internet. The internet, people can write whatever they want to write on their website. They can, and there's awards galore. Most of the awards you'll see on attorneys' websites, they bought. They're not real. They're bullshit awards, basically. Um, so what can you actually look for? Number one, look for someone who only does divorce and family law, or it is almost all that they do. Maybe they do a little real estate or a little wills and estates or something on the side, but you want someone who is almost entirely doing divorce and family law. That should be evident from their website. Go to the practice areas. Do they list 12 different practice areas? Do, are they doing criminal, personal injury, divorce? Are they doing everything? Or is it just divorce and family law with maybe like one other thing? So that's number one. 
always go to someone who's a specialist. As I always say, you don't go to your primary care physician for open heart surgery, all right? You go to a cardiologist. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Number two, years of experience. I think that a really good rule of thumb is that you want someone with at least 10 years of experience or you want someone with at least 10 years of experience in the firm. You know, sometimes younger attorneys will work on cases at a much lower rate than an older attorney, but at least you want someone with a lot of experience that is there to supervise, that you can talk to if something comes up. So that's important for you to figure out. In terms of the abilities of the lawyer, this is very hard. Um, some objective things you can look at is number one, are they board certified by the state? And every state calls it something different. You might be a certified divorce attorney, certified matrimonial attorney, board certified as a divorce attorney or a family law attorney. Figure out what the state calls people that have been recognized as experts in the field of divorce and family law and see if, if that attorney that you've been looking at you know, is one of them. Another thing you can look at is the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, the AAML. You can look and see if the person you're talking to is a member of that organization. That's another pretty good indication that at least they devote their uh, practice to divorce and family law. You know, that's really important too. Uh, beyond those things, you need to feel comfortable with the person you're hiring. And I think that if you go into an attorney's office and they just tell you what you want to hear, oh yeah, we can get you sole custody of those kids. Oh yeah, you're not going to be paying you know, alimony even though you make five times your wife. If you have an attorney that's promising you the world, that is not the attorney for you. You want an attorney that when it's just you and the attorney and you're sitting there face to face in a room by yourself, they're going to tell you the hard truths. They're going to be honest with you. And guess what, guys? You might have to go to a couple attorneys before you figure it out. Now, I know what some of you are saying. I live in a county where there is literally two divorce attorneys. I'm going to get one. My wife's going to get the other. Some of you do live in those areas. I understand. And, you know, unfortunately, some of what we're talking about today isn't going to apply to you because you don't really have a choice. You know, the five attorneys in your county may all practice everything. But if at all possible, find somebody that specializes in divorce and family law. Okay? And anyone who's anywhere close to a major city in the suburbs or ex-urban areas should be able to find someone just like that. So we talked about when do you hire somebody? We talked about geographically, where do you look? We talked about the who, like what kind of qualifications you should be looking for. So now let's talk about price. Um, Price is very important. When you're looking at how much a divorce attorney is going to cost, there is no uh, standard list of prices you should be looking at. I would tell you in general that in most more rural areas, it's probably common for attorneys to be charging between you know $150 and $300 an hour. When you go to more urban states or, um, you know, like places like California, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, um, or like I said, major cities, you're probably gonna be somewhere between like the 250 and 400 range. 
you know, those are just estimates. Some charge less, some charge more. Do not bargain shop for an attorney. Don't find an attorney that checks off every other box that we're talking about, but they're too expensive. Because too expensive is a state of mind. You feel like it's too expensive, but you need to make sure you get the right person for you. And if they charge $50 an hour more than this other person, who cares? It's your future. You want to make sure you're doing everything you can to get the best person for you. In terms of retainers, um, what a retainer is, for those of you that don't know, is an attorney will take an amount of money from you and they will bill by the hour. And as they bill on whatever their billing cycle is, twice a month, once a month, once every two months, whatever it is, they're gonna take money out of your retainer to pay their bill. When your retainer runs out, they're gonna ask you for more money. Sometimes when your retainer hits half of what it used to be, they're gonna ask you for more money. Some attorneys do do flat fees. You know, those are something that you might look into as well. Other attorneys do uh, more like payment plans. There are attorneys that do what's called a subscription model. There's a lot of different things out there. Don't get caught up on any of those things. Find the right attorney for you and just understand that if you don't resolve your case with your spouse through mediation or direct negotiation, it's gonna cost money. It is. And you need to go ahead and understand that in a lot of states, an average divorce can get close to $10,000. Again, it depends on where you live. In certain, some states, it could be $15,000. And those averages are averages. So obviously, some cost a lot more, some cost a lot less. But if you don't, if you do not go through mediation or you don't try to resolve things early on, just understand you're gonna be spending a lot of money. And for most of you, that means going into debt credit cards, personal loans, borrowing money from family and friends, um, all of those things. So the next thing I want to talk about is when you go to an attorney's office, don't have sticker shock. Don't have sticker shock. I'm telling you, it's going to cost money. So when you go to an attorney's office, don't, don't do that thing where you're like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be this much. If you have gotten to the point where you have to hire an attorney to represent you because you and your spouse haven't figured it out otherwise, you're going to have to pay the money. So concentrate on finding the right attorney for you. Don't concentrate on, oh my God, I can't pay this much money. I feel like, you know, you know, I feel like I'm being raped here. I don't want to like pay this. Don't get focused on any of that stuff. It is your future. Most people don't negotiate with their future. Um, you know, think about a car. If you've got a car, you're gonna take it to an auto mechanic that knows what they're doing and they might cost more money. But you know, things are expensive, like your life, your financial livelihood, your children. You need to make sure you have the right person for the job. Um, so in, there are people out there that even when their spouse hires an attorney and they still haven't resolved things, they think, mm, I'm not gonna get anybody. I'm gonna stick my head in the sand. I talk to people all the time who's basically didn't participate in the entire divorce and here they are at the end when a judge is about to grant the divorce and give, let's say, wife everything she wants, they finally decide to hire an attorney at that point. 
If you and your spouse do not resolve everything, you need to hire an attorney as soon as possible. Okay? As soon as possible. Don't wait on your wife to hire somebody. Don't do any of that stuff. And please, guys, don't fall into that nonsense of, well, she's going to change her mind. If Okay, she changes your mind, you reconcile, great. But assume you're not going to. Get an attorney in your corner. Make sure you get the right person for you. I think you should interview at least two to three attorneys before you make a decision. I really do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that it's abnormal. But I do think it's something that most of you should consider doing. So that's all for today. This is a short one, but it's a subject that I really have been talking to a lot of people about. So again, we talked about when you do it, what geographically where, the who's the type of person you're going to hire, and we talked about how much it's going to cost, and finally, why it's so important that you get an attorney, because you want to make sure that you have Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show. We'll see you next time.